Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers win a basketball game, albeit in overtime and albeit after a super weird fourth quarter. Uh, But Carmelo Anthony is a Laker and that's what we're going to focus on. If you want more on this game, uh, more in-depth stuff on this game and, and kind of where the Lakers currently sit, I recorded earlier tonight a podcast with uh, Jacob Rude, who was really well-equipped to talk about that game, seeing as he covered the uh, Charlotte Hornets last year. Uh, so check that out on this same feed that I hope you are subscribing, rating, and reviewing. Uh, but I, I just there's a couple notes that I have from this one that we didn't really get to as much of on uh on on my show so i gotta start with the positives here and the positive the main positive here walking away from this one is carmelo anthony continues to be just absolutely outrageous from the field for the lakers he is shooting north of 60 percent from three-point range from (laughs) inside staples center which is just bananas. Like it, it doesn't make any sense, mathematically or otherwise. Uh, and, and and so that's been that's been an absolute blast. And beyond all of the stats, and 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 you're gonna hear a ton about the stats both on on my show from earlier and then from all over the place. And the Lakers uh, sent out a really interesting stat uh, about just that, right? That he's making just. He's making 64% of his threes inside Staples Center. It's, it's, it's stupid, honestly. But I, what I most enjoy and what I find super interesting here is that this is the fastest that I've ever seen a Lakers fan base take to a player. And, you know, it helps that the Lakers have had a, uh, a very home-heavy schedule thus far. It really helps that... Carmelo Anthony has just been absolutely unconscious uh, shooting the ball in Staples Center. So, like, you have kind of a confluence of events. He's also somebody who very clearly loves the spotlight and is is somebody who welcomes the spotlight. He's been that player. He's been that guy since he was at Syracuse and he won that national championship there. When I watched that, I thought he was the best college player I've ever seen. Uh, and sure, we've seen some guys since who were more talented, but just in terms of like guy, I was willing to to bet a lot of money that he would be a Hall of Famer. Carmelo was like way up there on my list, and you know it it it, it just kind of goes to show that you know he goes to Denver and they challenge the Lakers in Western Conference Finals. He goes to New York. And uh, had a couple decent, you know, play like some of the best basketball that the Knicks have had in recent memory. And sure, like he fell a little short, well short, honestly, of of expectations in New York. But they're also the Knicks, and they are, you know, one of the worst when you consider the resources that they have at their disposal. One of the worst run franchises in all of American professional sports. So, you know, while Melo deserves some blame for how things go went in in New York still somebody who I was still willing to bet might have something left in in the tank for him and then once he adapted and accepted this role that he's playing right now where hey just go stand over there 
make three-pointers every time that you get wide-open looks, and don't be a complete disaster on defense. And sure, like he, there are going to be stretches where he is going to be a complete disaster on defense, and there are going to be – like, for example, I think he's one of 15 or 16 from three outside of Staples Center. So he's not always going to be completely unconscious from deep, and there are going to be stretches where he's going to uh, not be great defensively, but he's a veteran minimum player. Like, he is honestly the third best Lakers so far this year. <laughs> it's been LeBron, AD, and Melo. That's that's the order. And then arguably Austin Reeves, but whatever. And, and, and Russ is somewhere in, like, the, the top five, maybe. And, and so when you're watching... Mellow, and sure, like there are reasons to be a little nervous about how much the Lakers are relying on him. I don't even care. I'm just enjoying it. This is what this is what makes sports really cool because every so often something happens that is beyond explanation. Every so often something comes along and there is zero explanation for it. And sure, eventually he's probably going to regress to the mean. And sure, eventually, you know, something is going to come along here that 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 makes him a little less effective at safe. But who cares? We had this stretch. Let's just enjoy it. I also think Anthony Davis deserves some flowers here because on a night where he apparently threw up in the third quarter, uh, and he, he comes out and has a 32-12-4-3-5 night, almost a 5-by-5 five five night for Anthony Davis. Not the best shooting night, 13 of 25 from the floor, 0 of 3 from three-point range. He is now shooting about 24%, or no, 14% from three-point range this year. Not ideal for somebody who considers himself a shooter. Uh, but, but you know, it was. I, I think it's kind of the perfect Anthony Davis game where you look at, you watch him play, and you see his shot selection down the stretch of some of these games, and you're just kind of pulling your hair out at it. And then you look at the box score and you say, holy crap, look what the hell this guy just did. And and it just really kind of goes to show that if he just like, just a 10% difference in offensive approach, this guy would be a bona fide year in, year out MVP finalist, if not favorite in heading into some of these seasons. And you know, while it's very easy to to kind of harp on some of the things that he doesn't do particularly or that he doesn't seem interested in doing uh, and and shows interest in doing things that he isn't as good at doing, you still do have to kind of marvel. No other player, maybe it's just Giannis who makes the block on Rozier that Anthony Davis does to basically seal this game. Uh there are, there are, not even just Giannis playing right now is the only guy who does that, but there are maybe like four guys total, five guys total who are capable of doing what Anthony Davis uh, does regularly on the defensive side of the court, while also when he really wants to be, being the offensive threat that he is capable of being. And, uh, you know, the Lakers don't win tonight without Anthony Davis and without Carmelo Anthony. And, that is a team in this Charlotte Hornets team that is going to probably be a playoff team. And they did so without LeBron James. So in a second, I'll get to some of the things that I'm a little nervous about. But at the end of the day, Carmelo Anthony, Anthony Davis, like it's just just what great games from both of those players, especially given the context.
all that said, how Carmelo Anthony and Anthony Davis played wasn't the entirety of the story here, right? The the Lakers were comfortably in the lead in the fourth quarter. Seemed like the kind of game that the Lakers should be able to just kind of put on ice. Uh, and then everybody lost their freaking minds, right? Carmelo Anthony picks up a tee. Uh, Russell Westbrook picks up a tee. In the fourth quarter, for whatever reason, Rajon Rondo decides then is the time to haul off and punch Terry Rozier. Uh, that was certainly a decision you can make there. And a team that is just like, it's the, the names that I just mentioned there, Rondo, Russ, Mello, they aren't like young guys. If anything, the team that they were doing, that they self-imploded, uh, was, you know, they, they played against a team that you would expect to, to do the kind of things that the Lakers did that got the Hornets back into this game. Hornets are the young team. The Hornets are the unproven team. The Hornets are are playing on the road. Uh, and, and the Lakers just kind of fumbled this one away. And what I found super interesting here, and this is going to be something to keep an eye on moving forward, but the Staples Center crowd didn't sound exactly patient with Russell Westbrook tonight. He even finishes the game uh, in 41 minutes, 5 of 15 from the field. Uh, he goes for 17 points. 12 boards, 14 assists. There's your triple-double. Uh, and and nobody watched that game and thought to themselves, yeah, this is somebody that the Lakers need to... Uh, <laughs> this is somebody who should be making $45 million a year. And so at some point, Russ is going to have to get better, just flat out. And uh, he had the one good game against the Spurs. But beyond that, he needs to he needs to improve. And he needs to do so in short order because Russ being is as bad and in, and as inconsistent and and frankly as volatile as he has been so far this year, whether it's turning the ball over, technical fouls, defensive miscues, all of those things, like what you cannot be if you're Russell Westbrook and the Lakers gave up three solid role players for you and you essentially cost them. Alex Caruso because of uh, how much you're making what you can't do is actively harm the Lakers chances at winning basketball games and more often than not so far this year that hasn't been the case he needs to get better he needs to find a way to get better and stay better because right now like this Russell Westbrook that they have he won't finish the season as a Laker all right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. Things to take, keep an eye on uh, at silverscreenroll.com. You have coverage of that game. You have a quote roundup and all of that good stuff, as well as some analysis of, of where the Lakers go from here. Uh, Harrison wrote up what the cap picture looks like moving forward. You're going to want to check that out. On this feed, like I said earlier, Jacob Rude and I uh, got together and, and discussed this game. You're going to want to stick around to the end of that show because the conversation that we had about Carmelo Anthony was was an absolute blast. A lot of laughter there. Um, and then, you know, moving forward, we are another day closer to the pressure cooker. That is going to be Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow, uh, you have the Taco Tuesday guys giving their thoughts on on where the Lakers currently sit. And, and then, you know, we'll have another lowdown as the Lakers prepare for a tough game against a Heat team 
that is going to be a, a little hot and bothered given the way things went uh, for them in Denver. So until all of that, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.